Hey, Trails Collective. Welcome back to the Trails Collective live show. Tonight, I am very excited to have Jared Burdick on our show. But before we start, I want to, as always, thank our Patreon supporters who are uh, helping make the Trails Collective possible. And I also want to give a plug for the holiday show that we are going to be having on New Year's Eve. Over two hours of some great content. We got um, a variety style show of uh, um, like... Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me type of deal. We got some prizes going on. So stay tuned for announcements about that. But that's going to be really fun. So mark your calendars for New Year's Eve. And uh, without further ado, let's get this interview started with Jared Burdick. Jared, welcome to the Trails Collective interview series. How are you this evening? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, how about you? You know, I can't complain at all. It's been a pretty, it's been a pretty stellar day. You know, the nice snow and it's not too cold yet. So, uh, and it's December, so it's supposed to snow in December, right? It's, yeah. it's when it's snowing in February and March and you're like. Gh. Yeah, this is the, the exciting snow. <laughs> so where are you coming to us from? Um, I'm in Fayetteville, New York. Um, so pretty much right in the center, kind of a suburb of Syracuse. And you grew up there, right? Because you were um, uh, quite the high school phenom. And uh, is Fayetteville still a very good high school program? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I don't follow them um, too much, but uh, I think recently they've been, uh, yeah, national champions for something like 10 plus years or something on the girls side. And then the guys won the national championship um, as well, like pretty recently. So. So I want to talk about that, but first there is a burning question that I've wanted to ask you for a while. What is it like being the older brother of Laura Leone? Uh, I'm actually the younger brother. <laughs> the younger brother. Okay. So she yeah. did teach you how to run. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she was, uh, she kind of paved the way for the verdicts. <laughs> uh, we, my training group, we are in all, we uh, think very highly of Laurel. And, you know, we've all, we all, when I told them that I was interviewing you, they're like, oh, that Laurel. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that Laurel. <laughs> Did you, do you guys run together often? Um, yeah, every once in a while we do. Um, you know, she's pretty busy with, you know, her kids and then, you know, at work and stuff. So it's sometimes hard to connect, but yeah, we usually try to get, um, you know, a few times a year or so <laughs> just running together. 
Yeah, that's the same way with my sister. You know, I I did recently just re read this article that said, um, statistically speaking, younger siblings end up being the better athlete in like an in like an athlete family. And so it's funny, I that I thought you were the older sibling. So I was going to be like, Oh, sorry, because I'm the older sibling, too. But now I mean, hey, you've got a leg up. And then when, after I read that I sent the article to my younger sister, and I said, pick a sport, we're going to the top, Laurel, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the older child kind of paves the way. And then for the younger, it's a lot easier. They, every, the parents know what to do and you kind of know how to train and stuff. So you have like a mentor plus, uh, you know, all the experience and stuff. So I think it's probably easier for the younger to <laughs> do, to learn and to, you know, perform better. That's what I would think. <laughs> so how much younger, um, how many years younger than you are she? Um, I am two years younger. Um, but school-wise, she was like uh, a senior, and I was a freshman. Uh, okay. So, so we overlapped uh, in high school like one year, but I was on like um, I, I, as a freshman, I was I just made my way onto varsity like the last few races. Um, so, but yeah. But you did grow up watching her run, probably. Cause she was she's very very good. Yeah, uh, she, uh, like I would go to. The, at the time it was foot lockers in uh you know which was nationals or whatever and uh that was held at like disney world so every year around like christmas time we would go to disney world just to watch her run and it was it was fun for me because you know i didn't it wasn't any pressure i could just go to disney world and watch her and then she would just run and stuff did you ever <laughs> personally participate in nike cross or anything like that uh yeah so the first year um was they had the NTN was 2004 and that was my senior year. Uh, so it kind of lined up pretty perfectly for us. Like, uh, I guess, I don't know, my history in, uh, high school running was, um, my senior year, we kind of, uh, focused a lot, uh, the summer before. So we kind of did some pretty intense training, um, at least for high school at, at the time, I think, so I was probably averaging like 70 miles a week, um, going into my senior year. That's and, a lot. And, and, uh, yeah. That's a lot for uh, me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a good amount of mileage. Um, so we, we really just trained pretty hard and it was led by, you know, Bill, um, uh, Aris and, you know, he's a really good motivator and, uh, he really got to perform like pretty much the best you could, uh, like on any specific day. So, you know, um, as a senior, we kind of set, you know, we could be pretty much were undefeated the whole season and then came Nike nationals, which was like a new thing. Um, and so we flew to Oregon and they had this kind of course. I don't know if it changed, but it's, it was like around a, a race horse track, a race track for horses, <laughs> And they built these kind of different obstacles and they had like hay bales and kind of like, uh, like old school, uh, cross country, you would think. And, um, so we raced there and we came in second, um, and nationals. So that was like our only loss, but, um, yeah, that's kind of a brief story that's of how, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so were you one of like the leaders on the team or were you guys all like, I mean, 70 miles a week is a lot. I mean, I've, I, I, 
um, well, I guess now more so high school programs are getting pretty intense. Um, but you know, back then, like, I mean, I've assumed like a lot of kids are running like maybe 20 to 30 miles. So was it sort of, um, your coach's training strategy and how did you, how did you manage that? Because I know it's a, it's a lot of miles. Yeah. Um, so the year before my junior year, we went, we made it to the States and, um, federations. I don't, do they still have federations? I'm not sure. But federations was like the big state race where kind of all, all the schools, all the small schools and everybody kind of ran the race. There was, there was like no classes, not class A, class, you know, B, C. So that was kind of like your, the main state race. Um, so we r- raced there and we came in second at states uh, to Shenandoah um and there's they had a really good team so you know the next week was feds and we were like let's go get these guys we're so close we came in second at states now it's feds let's just like let's try to beat them so we went out and we just kind of fell off (laughs) and we came in like fifth or sixth so the bus ride home we kind of were like you know what we're gonna train this year we're going to you know pretty much work throughout the entire year to just try to win states next year and, you know, pretty much Bill took that as, you know, he, he wanted to have a group um, who was motivated, um, you know, by themselves. Like, he didn't want to be that person to push you. So if you were already, like, intrinsically motivated, he was, like, all on board. He was, like, this is what we can do. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll train. And we'll, he had, like, a set training plan for us throughout the summer. And, um, you know, I pretty much worked out, um, you know. I'd say. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on, you went to college at RIT, yes? Yep. And you studied chemical engineering? No, it was uh, electrical engineering. Electrical engineering. Okay. So we actually did have a question about that um, before we talk about your college running. Did, is like you're, you're studying engineering and having probably a very mathematical brain. Is there some sort of like, that element that you bring to your ultra running and when you're strategizing for races now? Um, no, not really. <laughs> um, I, I usually, I guess, you know, trying to figure out the calories per hour, that's just something, you know, in training wise, like, you know, you kind of practice and I try to aim for like 300 calories per hour, but you know, that's not really, you know, mathematically yeah uh, ultras aren't really it's a little bit easier to do mathematical stuff when you're getting into the lower distances but i feel like once you're out there it's a little bit yeah sometimes it helps when you're like you know simple math and you're like how many miles that i left it's like uh 13 or something yeah how much time is that uh worst case it's like uh maybe like three or four hours let's see yeah i can (laughs) start to cry yeah you're like oh no (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I, for running for me is more just like, um, uh, you know, I don't look at a lot of data for my training. Um, so I, you know, I, if I was coaching somebody, I probably would look a lot more at, you know, what they're hitting for certain workouts or, uh, you know, their training and stuff like that more closely. But for me, I, I don't really look at my own personal runs and, personal feedback I don't I don't do that too much do you run more for like distance or time uh pretty much time um yeah unless it's like 
unless I guess for trails, it's time. Um, sometimes for like a big road run, um, maybe I want to get like, you know, 30 miles in and if it's flat, I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to get in 30 miles or something like that. Do you do that often? Like 30 mile road runs? Uh, in the lead up <laughs> to, I guess JFK, I kind of last year, I kind of went up to that. Um, I didn't do as much as I wanted to, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, if I can get one good for, if I'm running, trying to train for like a flat, uh, you know, race or something like that, uh, I would do something like that. Yeah. So how was your college experience? Um, I think I read you described it as being a little bit up and down. So was it just the combination of the high mileage running and then also studying engineering or what went on? Yeah. Um, engineering was, uh, I guess I, I, I definitely liked, um, you know, engineering as in principle, <laughs> but school was very tough for me. Uh, Especially so at RIT. I, yeah. So I, I kind of struggled, but, you know, I kind of got through it, um, academically wise. And then running, I was like, I kind of want, I was like, I was really into running obviously. And, um, I wanted to do really well at that. So I, I trained probably more than I probably should have, uh, versus studying. Um, so I, going back, looking back, I guess I, I wish I studied more and probably, uh, ran less and I probably ended, would have ended up you know, performing running better having done that. So, um, because I guess the high school program that I was in was pretty intense. So I was thinking like, you know, you really need to be intense, like all the time and stuff training. So I kind of wanted to do that in college and that doesn't necessarily work, um, just cause you're balancing everything. And, um, so yeah, if I had cut back running, uh, I think both things would have been better, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine you dealt with like some overtraining or just burnout. Like what, what did, any injuries? No, I, I've been pretty lucky. Like, I don't know. I've been running for almost 20 years, I guess. Um, so I, I really haven't had an injury. Um, yeah, that has taken me out for more than a couple of weeks. So why do you think you just didn't hit your potential in college? Um, just, I guess, workload. Um, and then uh, I guess it's kind of tough to explain, but, uh, I guess I didn't really going from to having a, a pretty good, uh, like customized program that had, uh, a motivational speaker like Bill, like Bill would give us, uh, motivational speeches like every day, like, you know, 30 to 40 minutes before you went out and ran. Um, <laughs> going from that to, you know, kind of, you know, this has nothing to do with my college, like nothing bad to do with my college coach, but it was just completely different, uh, different atmosphere. Uh, but at the same time, the people there were, uh, you know, incredible too. So it, it was like, um, training for me, I didn't really trust my coach as much as I probably should have. Um, I mean, he was, I mean, he was a D one, uh, Notre Dame runner, uh, 800 meter guy. Uh, he ran like 147 or something. <laughs> so he was quick. He, I mean, he knew enough to coach. So, 
but and I didn't really listen. So, <laughs> like we all do. Well, you know, I was reading your blog, and in 2016, your first post actually is to be coached or not to be coached, and yeah. you settled on be being coached at least for Comset for a little while. So, mm -hmm. are you still coached now? Uh, I just recently uh, stopped the coaching. <laughs> okay. Uh, being, being You've been coached though for like since then. Yeah. Yeah. The same person. Mm -hmm. uh, Julie Benson. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so do you think you throw like what changed between that coach and the coach that you like and Julie, like what made you trust having a coach again? Um, well, I felt like, so I guess there was a time, okay. <laughs> I've had a lot of different stages of running, I guess. Um, so after college, uh, um, I was kind of still trying to figure out what I was doing with just work and stuff. Um, but, uh, so I was also kind of, so, <laughs> it's, um, but let me think about this. So post-collegiately, uh, I kind of joined a group, Stoughton, um, and they were they were um, a, a kind of a group that were uh, spun off of the high school program. So Bill kind of coached the high school, and then his son coached Stoughton Racing as like a um, – uh, post-collegiate group um, and program there uh, you know was actually very intense <laughs> so well, what, what I had in college was the opposite of you know I was kind of sandwiched in uh, yeah you know um, well it's based off stoic philosophy principles right I mean which is you know do hard work put your head down like kind of be a little bit like just grinder and uh screw your feelings kind of a situation right yeah and I think you know um that can work uh for the right people um and it's for the right people in the right circumstance, you know, um, I guess at that point in my life, I wasn't ready for that or kind of, or really prepared for that type of training. Um, so, you know, what I wanted in college was kind of that, but then when I actually got into it, um, and trying to get, find a job and, you know, trying to work and stuff like that, um, I was like, whoa, I, kind of need to back off from that a little bit, but obviously I, I ran all my peer, uh, PRs during that time. Um, but yeah, it was, um, you know, uh, my marathon buildup for 220 was probably more aggressive than it, um, should have been. So if we cut back by like five or 10% of that training, I think I would have gotten faster time. Um, overall when I ran uh, 220, but you know, you, that's part of training, part of life. And stuff, it's so. such <laughs> a fine line, you know, marathon <clears throat> training, especially it's like, you're like a hair away from being overtrained. And like, if you're, a but then if you are a hair overtrained, it's like your races just can be terrible. But if you're, you know, it's just, you're always riding that line. It's so hard. Yeah. It, it's really just like, I don't know. I, 
I think it's better to be conservative because you always have another race to improve on. You have always, I mean, you might not hit it exactly like what you want, but you know, you always have something more versus like if you overtrain, then you could be out for, you know, a year or something like that versus if you're conservative while well, you have another race, you're excited for how you finish and like, well, you know, you have more momentum on your side if you do it that way. So so That's what led you to your first 50 miler at Cayuga, which you placed second, which was amazing. And you were interviewed by Ultra Runner Podcast after that. So everybody check that out if you're interested in a younger Jared. Yeah. Um, so what led you to that race? Um, I really, so I kind of started to go back into the trails and, uh, you know, just running without a watch uh, because uh, I had done that a lot. Uh, or used to watch and, you know, had splits I need to hit for certain marathons, but, you know, your, your marathon pace and stuff like that. And we put a lot of weight into that. Um, so I kind of wanted to get away from that and kind of go back to some like my high school training, um, you know, at Green Lakes, which is a park that's, you know, 10 minutes away from me. Um, and really just running with, you know, freely and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there were a couple of things that led me to that. Um, one is, uh, Zach Miller was a, uh, college, uh, uh, teammate of mine. And I saw that he, he ran really well at, um, you know, pretty much all of his ultras. <laughs> so I was like, well, he still runs like he's actually, an 800 meter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, that, that actually kind of looks a little fun. And I, I I wasn't quite sold on it. And then my other teammate at the time, uh, Fred Jocelyn, uh, he went out and ran ice age, um, 50 mile in, I think Wisconsin. It's, I think so. Um, and he was just like, he came back. He was like, those guys are crazy. <laughs> like, I think he got, uh, he got a taste of like real trail or, you know, the trail running guys, um, or whatever. So he was like, wow, those guys are really good. So, um, uh, I was kind of intrigued by that. So I, I decided to just, um, you know, train for Cayuga for a little bit and, uh, go out and just see what I could do. So was the training <laughs> build up to that a lot different than your marathon training? Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So I asked, uh, a couple of, um, you know, local trail ultra people and they said, you know, practice your, you know, steps, a lot of steps <laughs> and kind of do back to back long runs. Um, and then I also just, I kind of look, I tried to, you know, research as much as possible as I could and look at people's blogs and stuff like that. Um, so I, you know, I, I try to mimic some of my training to be like that, but you know, you don't really know exactly what's going to happen. Um, for me, it, it lined up really well. <laughs> um, and I was in, I was in good shape. So I was, I felt like I was in like around two twenty four marathon shape. I think I was like, I could run a two twenty four based off the running that, or based off of the running that I had done. So, um, and then I practiced just bunch of stairs and then a couple long runs i don't know what i i forget what my longest run was but um i think it was probably like three hours or something like that yeah i think my longest one before 
a 50 miler might have been Menden Ponds or something like that. Like it was a 50 K that I still didn't know what I was doing. You know, I don't think I ate. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Read a bunch of blogs and then I forget it when I start running. So it's <laughs> great. Yeah. And then after that, so you got second. And then after that, I think was when you got a coach to train for Comset. So um, after that race, did you think that, you know, I, I did well, but there are definitely other places in here where I could improve or what, what was going on after that? Um, so after that, actually my second, so I did a, a trail race, um, kind of before Comset. it was in France. Um, it was, a uh, late Templier. <laughs> um, so I actually happened to get into that race because, um, Zach, uh, he couldn't actually make it there. So he was like, you know, this guy, he came in second at the U S championship at Cayuga. Um, yeah, you know, would you be willing to have him go there? So I, I went there, um, and it was, I, I kind of got my first hand experience of European trail racing, uh, there and it, you know, it really blew my mind <laughs> just because they're, they're very, very good <laughs> and very good at downhills and uphills. <laughs> and there was nothing that really could prepare me for that race. Um, you know, I don't think, and for them, that was like a rolling hills course, but there was like, I don't know, I think there was like 13,000 feet of gain in like 48 miles or something like that. And just, yeah. So it wasn't yeah. exactly like that. Okay. No, no, nothing like JFK. <laughs> so that really opened my eyes. And I was like, I was kind of, I was kind of like, uh, this is a cool sport. So I, I wanted to continue kind of doing the ultra stuff, but, uh, I contacted Julie because I wanted to kind of get more structured training, uh, because I, you know, I, I always felt like you know, you don't want to put so much energy into trying to think of a plan and trying to make sure that you're doing uh, things right or hitting workouts and if things are okay. And it's just good to have um, another set of eyes just to tell you, um, you know, you're, you're doing you're doing well and, you know, we're, we're on, on, you know, a plan and um, you don't have to worry about uh, any of the workouts or any of that stuff. So, um you know, I think for me, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of important. Mm -hmm. um, so. And I mean, you've stuck with her for the past, you know, four years until yep. this past year, which um, I'm assuming like, does the fact that there aren't really any races have a, did it play into a factor of you being like, maybe I don't need a coach right now? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, and I think I, I also kind of just wanted to kind of take this time just to kind of rebuild and, you know, focus on some, you know, things that I hadn't been working on just as far as just like running for myself. Um, so I just kind of wanted to go back and kind of reset and just kind of run for, you know, just myself and stuff like that. So, and, you know, I don't want to have a coach that, waste her time and waste my time just you know uh if i'm just you know trying to just train to train or whatever so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that I read so much and so many different training strategies and that I actually just started working directly with a coach last March. Um, and uh, like before that, I was following his plan, but it was like my teammates plan. So, you know, still some wiggle room. Um, but I knew that like, I read so much and every idea sounds great to me, but like, you know, I am my own runner. I'm not every runner. So, you know, randomly switching up my training plan or how it's going on every week just doesn't, doesn't work out. So it's actually been nice, like to have, like, even though there are, there is no structure of races and I don't really have too many goals besides like getting faster and trying some new things. It's been nice to, you know, like you said, offload your training onto somebody else. You don't have to worry about it. And they know he knows more than I do. So it's like, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Like it's just, especially if you get a person that, you know, understands you and understands where you're, you want to go and stuff like that. It's, it's good to just be able to you know, communicate with them that and stuff. And, you know, it kind of makes your races that you execute well, you know, that much more special and stuff like that. So when you started working with Julie, did you, did she have you outline like goals that you wanted or was it more like, I want to train for this race? Um, she, <laughs> I can't, let me try to think. Or even recently, like, have you, like, for example, um, you know, there's training for the Olympic trials, like I want to hit this standard or there's, you know, I want to be good at the marathon in five years, help me get there. And so like, now you're doing like the base building stuff or like, you know, you're training for speed right now, you know? So what was it for you? Um, so for her, she really lets you kind of choose what you want to do. Um, so if, you know, you have a race that you want to go run, she'll be like, okay, let's prepare, prepare for that race. And so, you know, if you have goals, you know, longer term goals, um, I think you, you tell her that, but she's more focused on, um, you know, kind of what races do you want? What kind of training, uh, you know, the training to kind of support the races that are interesting to you. So like you need to have some kind of motivation to run a certain race. Like if I say, I want to go run in KUV trails, um, you know, that really motivates me. She's like, okay, we'll, we'll get a plan together. We'll do the best we can. Um, and we'll execute a plan to hit that race. And then afterwards, we'll kind of regroup and say, well, what do we do? Um, what, how we, can we improve? Um, and stuff like that. And it's more just like uh, the motivation from the athlete is where she kind of dictates her um, uh, training. So like, yeah. Um, so when races started getting canceled this year, what was, what's been motivating you this year? Um, so in the middle of the year, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, Leon, he owns, uh, Leon timing, um, and his, uh, his group kind of put on a, uh, virtual challenge race. Um, and I, I think you, you interviewed, uh, Chris Raleigh before he, he, uh, he ran some crazy mileage, uh, to 
you know, kind of complete 1,000 uh, <laughs> um, in, you know, like, I forget what he did it like a month or something. Yeah. Was that the like race across New York or something? Yeah. yeah. He is so, a machine. I was just like, <laughs> geez. Christ. Yeah. Um, so there was a team portion to that race and I was on it. Uh, my wife was on it. Laura was on it. He was on it. So, you know, that's, I kind of got excited for the team race because, you know, you don't, to virtually like run with people, <laughs> I don't know, to do your own thing, that's one thing. But then when you have a team that you're like, oh, let's try to get as much mileage as we can or finish. The team race was like, you run two loops around uh, New York State or something. And I was, I forget what it was. It was like 1,500 miles or something like that. But yeah, that was, that was really, um, you know, some of my motivation. And uh, like Chris, I tried to put in, I didn't put in as much as he did, but uh, I think my highest mileage week was like 155 or something. So I tried to just, that, that was motivation for me. And then, uh, so that was pretty fun. Um, and then recently yeah. you did, uh, you attempted an FKT at Mount Marcy, um, but I'm getting, that didn't go exactly as you expected. Um, what was that FKT? Uh, just uh, basically up and down. I wanted to try to get uh, the FKT for that. Um, I actually forget what it, the time is to be right now, but, um, yeah, I, I thought, so from that challenge, I, I was in pretty good shape, but most of my running was flat running because I was trying to get as much miles as I could. <laughs> so it didn't necessarily translate that well, um, to running up and down Mount Marcy. Uh, but it was still, it was still pretty fun. Um, you know, just going up there and, you know, trying to put a hard effort in, uh, it's, you know, it's fun. I, I was going to ask if you had caught, caught the FKT bug, um, like a lot of other athletes have, but, uh, I didn't get a chance to look it up on the FKT boards. So have you attempted any, any others? No, I, I really haven't, uh, gotten that bug. So <laughs> when races come back, what do you want to do? Like, are you, do you have a motivation to race in 2021 right now? Like what, what does your ideal 2021 look like? Um, well, I, I do want to race a, uh, a road marathon at some point. Um, because I, I have been doing some just faster, uh, flatter stuff. Um, so I, want to race uh you know on the roads at least one maybe once this year buffalo uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. uh probably won't go to buffalo again um that was a great race yeah it, once is enough i think <laughs> i did not have a great race um but you were like two minutes behind me or something. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> no, I just thought it was great. Cause like that city loves like runners. I just felt really taken care of. Like no matter what, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have the same experience, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think probably if everything um, goes well, I'm, I'm probably thinking of doing maybe CIM next year. Uh, just a fast course and uh, trying to lay it out there. Um, before then, I don't don't have too many plans. I'd like to do a fast 50 mile or something like that. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. 
how um, long is the Mar Mount Marcy FKT? Because your wife just said it was two uh, hours and 31 minutes. Yeah, I think it's 14 miles total. That's a long 14 miles. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm uh, guessing it's, like, straight up. Yeah, well, going – the first, like, two miles are pretty flat. I guess the fastest way up is – uh, you start from the LOJ, and then there's a kind of a flat trail to Marcy Dam, and then you kind of go up the mountain, like 3,000 feet or so, um, But and then you come back down. But yeah, that's it. it's very fast. I think I did three hours, just over three hours for that. But mm -hmm. I was like, I hit kind of halfway up Marcy, and I was like, uh, you're not going to get it today. So I was just like, just, just do it, and then just come back down, and you can always try it again if if not, so. Um, so you say you're in pretty good flat, like road marathon shape, but we are coming into the winter and, you know, I've been dealing with this for the past week, especially the past two days. Like I bailed on our workout yesterday because the weather was just awful and I just wasn't mentally there. And I know that I need to get mentally more mentally there. How do you maintain like fitness outside in the winter when it's so cold? I mean, doing, you know, doing K's on icy roads, just, you know, it doesn't wet my palate, but maybe it wets yours. I don't know. But, you know, um, so this is selfishly asking, but I'm sure everybody else wants to know, how do you stay fit during the winter? Um, I guess there's a lot of things. Uh, I guess it, it really is hard to get into good uh, road shape. So I think doing like a spring marathon is pretty tough because you have to run on the roads uh, to do a good road marathon. Um, but you know, I, I will, you know, run our trails here. Um, again, green lakes is very runnable trail. So the, it, the mountain bikers will go on it and you're able to just, you know, run on the snow and stuff. And then also, uh, Highland state park, uh, I'll go there a lot just to either run or there's, you know, uh, I guess we haven't really snowshoed, but I usually just, you know, run there. Um, well, I mean, that'll build your strength, but I mean, getting that turnover, I mean, that's like, sometimes my, I just, you know, when it's cold, it's like hard to get your legs to move that fast. So yeah. uh, any, like, are you doing stuff on the road? Do you head to like a track or, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, I haven't actually run that fast in a while um, during the winter. So like, Right now, typically, I would go to a track. Um, so there's uh, SRC Arena. They have, like, a 200-meter track, indoor track there. And then, like, before the pandemic or whatever, um, sometimes uh, we would go to uh, Manly Fieldhouse. That was, like, a while ago to run on their, their track there. But, um, yeah, you can either find just, like, a, a small loop uh on the road just to run uh that's you know <laughs> dry enough that you can uh get some turnover in but um yeah a lot of my work that i do is just high-end aerobic stuff um with some just shorter stuff kind of mixed in so it's not too difficult to get that turnover in uh at least for the marathon if you're doing something faster i, I think you want to, you would want to go on a track or find an indoor track to work out. Yeah. It's uh, our team. We're trying to convince ourselves like the effort is there, even though the times are just going to get slower. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all you can do. Plus like you don't want to get injured trying to overcompensate for like, you know, just ice and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The ice always wins. Yeah. And plus the cold just, yeah, it makes everything worse. (laughs) So um, another question that we got was you need to tell us about your beer mile experience. When was this beer mile? Uh, Oh man. So I guess there's kind of two, uh, two stories for beer mile. Once, uh, collegiate beer mile, and then there's post-collegiate beer mile. Uh, uh, so in college, you know, every, I don't know, spring, not every spring, but yeah, every spring, I guess there'd be a, a beer mile held, um, at least some, at some, uh, location or some track, um, and I guess that beer mile, uh, I really wanted to just hit times for that. So like, I guess the official beer, beer mile rules are you can, uh, if you, you know, puke or whatever, then you have to run an extra lap. So it doesn't matter if you like, you can chug a beer and then run as fast as you can. And then, you know, whatever, complete it, but whatever, if you puke, then you, you, uh, have to do an extra lap. So, uh, I guess post-collegiately, I didn't, I didn't want to puke. <laughs> I wanted to be like kind of pure. Uh, so I just wanted to say like, you know, four beers, four laps, hold it down. And that's a beer mile. Um, so for me, uh, I forget when we did it. I think it was for Chris's birthday or something like that. <laughs> uh, Chris Raleigh. <laughs> and we did it at a track nearby, uh, his uh his parents house and it was uh it was a couple of uh stone guys or uh like stone guys or whoever you want to call um and pretty much uh chris is the worst beer mile (laughs) runner there is and i'm probably the second worst uh so pretty much my uh uh mentality going in is just uh you know relentless forward progress, uh, for one mile. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I think I, uh, I ran like 15 minute per mile. So oh, um, okay. yeah. it's, it's my worst trail mile. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, fun. So, um, to, uh, thank you for spending this 40 minutes with me. Um, so in 2020, you're looking at uh, 2021, you're looking for a fast road marathon. I bet, I bet the viewers can hook you up with that. Um, and to end the show, I actually want to play a game that I've forgotten to play for the past three shows, but we're going to bring it back. It's called ideal aid station. And, um, so are you ready to play? You can't fail. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> So um, you're coming into an aid station, you know, mile or, you know, the, the trails rock aid station at Kiyuga. It's fan favorite. Um, what's your favorite sweet snack? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, so I usually just take gels or uh, Roctane. <laughs> so either a gel or probably a, a gel. Yeah. All right. Favorite <laughs> salty snack. Uh <laughs> Oh, I, I actually do uh, uh, like pickles. Oh, pickles pickle juice. are great. Pickle juice, yeah. Yes. Um, favorite hot food? Ooh, like spicy hot. 
No, like warm. Oh, like soup or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah soup. <laughs> Definitely soup. At JFK, soup is like my thing. I put it in my bottle. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I know. It was a, that was a pretty cold day. Yeah, yeah. Both times I've done it, it's kind of been very <laughs> cold. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite, like, piece of – or wait, no, sorry. Uh, favorite sports drink? Uh, sports drink. Um, probably goo. Like, rock. oh, Roctane. I've never tried that, but I've heard the tea is really good, and that intrigues me. Yeah, it's uh, it's not, it's the tea's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. I, I tried it once. <laughs> I usually have a grape. <laughs> All right, favorite non sports drink. So, a drink that, like, you know, isn't like Gatorade or something that you would just, it would be great to have that at my aid station. Oh, yeah, uh, uh Coke. Coke, yeah, flat yeah. or bubbly uh flat flat yeah because i can't get the bubbly down sometimes i just yeah i guess like, partially bubbly but not yeah mostly shaking, flat. shaking a couple times yes yes <laughs> leave the cap open yeah <laughs> uh, item of gear so like any something that you know you're coming into that aid station you might need it um it's a good one uh, probably just like a buff or something seems to be useful for a lot of things. Usually Especially I now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then last, last question. Uh, if you could have like a celebrity or somebody beat your aid station, maybe give you a little mojo, maybe run a couple miles with you if they're able, who would that celebrity be? Oh man. Ah, oh, this is a good one. Ah. Oh. I'm going to take a while for this. <laughs> I think I should have prepped you for this. Oh, man. Uh, I'm really bad at being put on the spot. Laurel doesn't count. I need to yeah. just learn in. Uh, famous person besides uh, Ellie Pell. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I mean, Buffalo and JFK. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I'll be at your next road marathon, too. I don't know. I'm going to say uh, Trey Anastasio. Who's that? Uh, the guitarist for Fish. I think he'd be oh, a cool. pretty good, uh, <laughs> pretty good guy to <laughs> follow. <laughs> oh, Lauren says Killian. They uh, yeah. a track. Uh, yeah, I can, I can keep up with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be. I see. I, I don't even think he's. Well, I guess he does speak English. I was like, I don't even know if I understand him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared, thanks again for uh, doing this. Uh, where can people find you and say hello online? What? Oh, wait, but what is... So after you tell people your Instagram name, can we just get a little background of what that means? Uh, so in college, my uh, nickname was Rufio, um, based off of my resemblance to the character on Hook, <laughs> Rufio. Oh, okay. Um, and then RF is just like a... Uh, also a college thing where uh you know we it's kind of our chant in the beginning uh before a race um and 13 is just uh my lucky number lucky number 13 never i've never heard that one before yeah <laughs> all right well thank you so much jared for doing this and uh good luck in 2021 and i hope to see you at a road marathon soon yeah, I know. What are you gonna? What are your plans? <laughs> I don't. 
I don't have any yet. You know, I keep saying I will make plans in June when we have a readily available vaccine. But until then, I don't know. I don't know yet. It's still too, too fresh. Yeah. But I've been, you know, I've been having fun training with my team for some, like doing a lot of track work, which has been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I know. I, I, I got to get back to uh, training with a group again, (laughs) because I've been on my own for, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of solo stuff, but I guess going into the marathon, that's also something that, you know, kind of leads me to, to running towards people and stuff like that. We're running. Yeah. At people, so. It's a lot easier and a lot more fun to train when you have somebody doing it with you. I tell you. Yeah. Who's your, who's your coach? His name's John. He's, um, do you, I don't know if you know her, her, um, he was, a uh, one of my other teammates, Julie, her college coach, and he doesn't coach for Columbia anymore, but he is still coaching us, which is pretty cool. It took me like a year at least of just pirating my teammates workouts before I was like, all right, I guess, <laughs> right. Can you write me a plan? Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a good decision. So thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope to see you around soon, Jared. All right. Yep. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it for our live show with Jared. Connect with him on Instagram. Uh, you follow him on Twitter. He probably he'll probably uh, add you on Facebook. And re- thank you to our Patreon supporters again for supporting the Trails Collective. And stay tuned for our holiday show, uh, Ariane New Year's Eve. We'll be posting about that shortly. Have a good night, guys.